After Jeremy had his breakdown, I was briefed. When Salter came back out into the courtyard of the house, the missile was already in the air. It was too late. So he was in the courtyard and went inside, and they thought he'd stay inside? Jim sighed. This was the absolute last thing he wanted to do right now, but I'd spent a year and a half trying to help Beatty without ever hearing about this. Why was that? They had followed and tracked these Taliban guys for months, Grail. Finally, all of them were together in the courtyard. That's when the go was given. That's what you got from your briefing. Yes. Beatty tells a different version. No kidding. But what I just told you actually happened. Look, I'll see you when you get here. All right, and I'm not far away. Sorry to do this to you. One last question, and it's a quick one. Do you know a Phil Raymer? Beatty told me Raymer was an Aussie pilot on censor and that I should talk to him. You should talk to him? That's what he said. Why should you talk to Raymer? You're not investigating. The launch was investigated, and it's done. I don't know why Beatty's back on this. Maybe he never left it. Raymer was on censor. He chipped home right after, so if you want to find him, look in Australia. But why are you digging into this? That strike has already been analyzed every which way, and nothing's going to change. I didn't answer fast enough, and Jim said, Hey, your sister's helping the hullabaloo driver carry the cake in, and she's waving at me. I need to go take over for her. There are five or six kids here waiting for her, and then we're going to boogie over to the casinos to watch fireworks. I'll throw a burger on the grill for you. He broke the connection, and I turned on to Lake Mead Boulevard with more questions than answers about the Salter strike. What followed was a string of red lights that delayed me even more, but the Alagra was only about a mile away. I'd be there soon. In the distance, the higher glass on buildings reflected orange-red, and looking at that last light in the Fourth of July evening coming on, I started to unwind. I'd promised Melissa I'd be on time this year, but... She, of all people, would understand about Beatty. My sister had great patience for those with wounds to the psyche. Truth was, I also thought Beatty needed to get on with life. He wasn't the first soldier diagnosed with PTSD. People figure it out and deal with it, right? You don't hole up in a run-down trailer park, complain about the Air Force, and drink yourself to sleep at night while you circle the same spot over and over. At the next red light, a tricolor hullabaloo party van heading in the opposite direction was stopped, waiting for the light to change. I looked across the intersection at the van and the driver, probably the guy who'd delivered the cake to the party. He was on his cell talking, but glanced over when he felt me watching. When the light changed and I pulled forward, a hard, deep sound paralyzed me. It was distant, not close, and yet I felt the blast pressure wave pass through as a voice in me screamed, Take cover! My foot slipped off the accelerator. I drifted into the intersection, and the guy behind me was patient until he saw me looking up at the sky. He honked, swerved past, and in that moment I was everything an FBI agent shouldn't be. But I found the smoke. I saw a black column rising and hit the gas pedal hard. I drove toward it, but why were my hands trembling? Wasn't I over all that? Shouldn't I be? Was I weak? As I oriented on the smoke, I called Jim. The explosion must have been close to the Alagra. Jim would be outside figuring it out. He'd have a better view. Come on, Jim, pick up. I'm not calling about Beatty. Acrid smoke was drawn into my car as I closed in. A quarter mile ahead, a brown Toyota Camry was stopped in the road near the Alagra, 
its male driver standing outside with his door open and a cell phone pressed against his ear as he looked toward the Allegra. I drove around him, looked over, and my gut wrenched. Smoke streamed from the Allegra roof. The big lot between the bar and street was carpeted with blast debris. Doors and windows were blown out. The front door had cartwheeled into the lot. I knew what I was looking at and called 911 as my car crunched through glass. I popped the trunk lid as a 911 operator came on. This is FBI Special Agent Paul Grail. There's been an explosion. I gave her the intersection just to my left. I didn't have the Allegra address, but they couldn't miss the smoke. We need a full response. Special Agent Grail, we have another report of this as a fireworks cache explosion. Can you confirm that? Can you tell me how many are injured and if there are burn injuries? Is there a fire? I don't see a fire. I don't have a count yet. There's a great deal of blast debris.